a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, happy holidays and welcome to the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Did you guys get what you wanted for Christmas? Did you get some gift cards or moolah? If you did, head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com and get some stuff because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. That is you and I listening in this podcast. Go get some stuff there. Spend the money that Grandma and Grandpa gave you for Christmas or the wife. You know, the kids didn't give you any money. You just spent money on the kids. So trust me, I know all about that. But head over there, get the things that you need. Good people over there. I'm going to do some videos with them coming up after A1. going to be fun. And also, thank you to everyone over at Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Dale Spangler, Max Steffens, happy holidays to you guys. And thank you for coming on board again for 2018. And go check out FlyRacing.com. Go see what you want. And if you want to purchase some of that stuff, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com. It's that easy. Just a little tidbit over here for my holiday vacation. I've been wearing the Fly Racing Windproof Glove because it's been, for California standards, cold. 32 degrees, 34 degrees. I'm telling you right now, I'm sweating in my hand. So go check out the Windproof Gloves. Very cool. I've been wearing those when I've been motoing here lately. I like those. And also, thank you to the guys at Racetech. I like the suspension on the Honda 450 so damn much. I asked them to be a part of this show, and to my surprise, they agreed. So, very happy to have you guys on board for 2018. Hey, forget about what you thought about Racetech before. God knows I, I had to, right? Because I wasn't a big fan of those those gold valves back in the day. But Rob, over there at Racetech, dialed in my Honda suspension, put gold valves in front and back. Best suspension I've ever had on a Honda 450. I'm going to do more stuff with Racetech on other brands of bikes to get feedback to you guys. But hey, I'm telling you guys right now, if you guys want to get some good suspension underneath you, head over to Racetech.com, check out what they have, look at the gold valve system. They have several different types. They always evolve the gold valve. I didn't know that. I just found this out, obviously, through the test. So I don't have people that advertise with me that I don't believe in. I believe in race tech stuff, so go check them out. If you guys have any questions, you can hit me up at chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I can try to answer you uh, some questions, anything about race tech. So thank you, guys. Hey, so long-awaited, well, I shouldn't say long-awaited. I've been very, very, very anxious, I should say, to ride this new 2018.5, or however you want to call it, Husqvarna FC 450 Rockstar Edition. So, 
I received this sucker over a week ago. I've been riding the crap out of it. I think I have almost 10 hours on the bike already. You know how I do it over here. I go ape shit when I get new stuff and I ride the crap out of it. My body doesn't really agree with me, but um, I love riding, so I just want to get some feedback to you guys. And I, you know what? And I've read most of the other media testing outlets out there, and I felt like they were missing a couple things with this bike, so we're going to touch on some things that I've tried, um, I've put on, um, get you all the information here. But nonetheless, um, I received the bike a little over a week ago from Andy Jefferson over at Husqvarna. Um, great guy over there. If you guys ever see him at the track, he's a good dude. You can pick his brain about the bike. He knows a lot. And Andy um, raced Supercross back in the day, so he rides moto. He goes riding with me a, a lot, so uh, I like to see manufacturers hire guys that are enthusiasts that actually ride, not just go to work and then come home and then don't ride dirt bikes. This guy ride dirt bikes, so um, good on you, Husqvarna, for getting this guy and hiring him. But uh, <clears throat> basically, if you guys want to see um, all the updates to this bike, you can head over to pulpamex.com. I wrote an article about all the updates, or you can go to keferinktesting.com, and there's updates over there. Me and Steve share some content, and this is one of them so you guys if you need the whole breakdown of what they changed from the standard 2018 version versus this rockstar edition just head over there check it out but we're going to break down some things right here that i felt on the track and i rode four different styles of tracks so this is a pretty thorough first impression um, i i feel and the things that i wanted to see the Husqvarna improve on from last year was two things mostly for me. Well, three things. One, fork feel. So the AER fork is pretty good last year, but I wanted more front-end feel. Um, two, I wanted a stiffer chassis, which they did do on, on paper. And lastly, I wanted some more RPM response out of the engine and a little bit more throttle pull coming out of corners. Um, I guess I shouldn't say throttle pull. Throttle hit. Just more excitement coming out of corners, right? So when the dirt is tacky and loamy, um, I just want some more yak, yak, yak. Kind of similar to the Honda and the Yamaha. They have that RPM response. Um, last year, Husqvarna is super connected to the rear wheel. No problems there. But I just wanted some more pull coming out of the corner just to kind of hop out of ruts and things that I needed. I noticed all this when I went to Loretta's back in August when I had the KTM. I love the bike out here, but then it kind of changed my thought process when I went to a track with tacky dirt, soft ruts, just really, really soft soil. So I, I wasn't huge on the engine when it got soft. So these are the points that I really wanted to focus in on with this bike and see if it helped and to see what the changes that they made, which they did make some changes to the engine. You can, like I said, go go to the websites and check it out. Um, but I really wanted them to focus on the engine and the chassis feel because if I really started to push last year's Husqvarna right in the braking bumps or some D-cell or even like acceleration bumps, I could feel the frame flexing. And I hear a lot of guys, how do you feel the frame flex? How do you know the difference between suspension stiffness or chassis um, stiffness? So for me, when you're coming into a, 
the first, you know, let's say first few D-cell bumps, braking bumps, you're wide open and you lit off, suspension will move or deflect, and you can feel that in the front end. The difference between the front end and the, a chassis being a little bit rigid is you'll feel most of that rigidity underneath you from kind of, I want to say, from the pivot bolt up to the head tube. You will feel it in there, like it's really stiff. The fork will be stiff you know, in front of the head tube. You can feel that. So when you guys are out there riding, pay attention what feels stiffer. Is it in front of the head tube or is it behind the head tube? If it's behind the head tube and you feel stiffness, that's most likely chassis rigidity. A stiff fork is deflecty from the the stem, the head stem, forward. So that's kind of how you kind of decipher what the difference is. And I get that email a lot, so I wanted to throw that out there for you guys. But it, it takes a little bit to learn. But once you kind of pinpoint what I just said, it, it'll be a lot easier to decipher what's the difference between chassis rigidity and front fork stiffness. So you guys out there, look for that. So anyway, going back to last year's bike, I felt it was a little bit soft. It was a little bit wiggly underneath me from you know the front stem back. It was just kind of... It would, it would unload and then snap back. So I can feel that frame just kind of flexing when I really started pushing it. If I was smooth and just was cruising around, dude, the frame is great. Hence, you know, some of the MXA test guys, they're not very fast. Not to say they can't test, but they don't ride as hard, right? So they can't feel that type of stuff. I can feel that type of stuff because I ride faster um, than most of uh, you know, let's say 80% of the people out there, so I can feel certain things. And sometimes that doesn't mean you guys are going to feel it. If you guys are novices and intermediates, maybe you'll never feel that. You know, maybe you'll just be like, hey, it's a comfortable ride. I like it. I can ride smooth and, it, and it's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I feel like this bike is so good in West Coast dirt because it's harder. I don't get a lot of soft soil, so you don't feel some of the things um, that are bad on the 2018 out west, but you feel more back east. That's why we're going to go back east next year, do the shootouts, and just have a different type of feeling for the bikes because most of you guys, you know, don't live out here in the west coast, so I understand that. So anyway, those are the things I was looking on. I was just rambling on a little bit, but I really wanted to tell you guys about the rigidity thing and also how I feel like this bike just needs a little bit extra RPM response. I don't necessarily think it needs more power because this bike has plenty of that. It just needs to be more exciting. So, so that's my overview of what I think needs to improve. Now, moving on, let's just hop right into it, the engine. So this new Rockstar Edition engine has more pulling power, okay? It doesn't have more RPM response, okay? So I, I didn't get exactly what I was looking for with this bike, but it does pull harder in MAP2. Stand by, I'll get to that. In MAP2, it pulls harder out of corners and pulls longer. Now, that being said, most of the tracks that I went to, let's say a Milestone where it's tight, a Paris, those I left in map one because it was broad, easy to ride, and those tracks are tighter. So I didn't need all that pull coming out of corners because I had lots of traction. So I used map one. Map two I used over at Sunrise. I went to Mumford's, which is like a sandier base track. 
that has square edge, super choppy. I used MAP2 because I wanted more pull out of that deeper soil. I like the changes that they made. I just wish they would get more RPM response right off idle. Just, yeah, just, I just want a little bit more. Now, I did try different throttle cams, and I feel like some of these other media outlets missed the boat on this. There's a black throttle cam that Husqvarna offers and KTM. I don't know if it comes with the bike or not. You guys will have to research that. I didn't ask about that. But the pull is not as long, okay? So to me, when you hop on a Husqvarna or a KTM, the throttle pull almost seems like you got to grip it twice to get wide open. Yamaha, Honda, Suzuki, it's not as long. So I felt like, man, I'm going to change the throttle cam to see if I can get some more snap, change that character out of that throttle cam, and it did, but it was too much. So it was kind of like a dead feeling, bah! and it was kind of jerky coming out of corner. So I didn't like that throttle cam, the black, what I call the, the black throttle cam, because that's the color of it. And I went back to the stock one. Now, for you guys back east riding sand, dude, try this black throttle cam because I feel like that's going to be better for you guys coming out of corners and kind of get rid of that almost rich sensation right off of idle that this bike has. That's how I view it in this engine department is I feel like it's just slightly rich off the of throttle and it's super clean. I just want some of that to clean up right off idle and then pull me seamless like this bike does. So that's the only negative that I found off this engine. After that, just right after idle, this this engine is insane, guys. Like, There's so much rear wheel traction on this bike. I can get on the gas so soon. Coming into corners, I can get on the, on the gas sooner and then come out and it never steps out. It just squats and pulls. I love that. Even on the Yamaha, which I'm going to get to that too, because I, I rode the Yamaha on this back to back, and, it, and there's a lot of things I can nitpick here. This could be like an hour and a half podcast. Seriously, I rode this bike so much. But I'm telling you what, there's tons of traction with this Husqvarna Rockstar Edition. I, it makes the bike so fun to ride. So... Coming out of a corner, it pulls really good. Mid-range is long. I do like second gear on this bike because it pulls so long. Usually, on other Japanese models, I can't use second gear as much. So I had to kind of rewire my brain to be like, okay, I can use second gear coming out of this corner and let it pull farther down the straightaway before I have to shift to third. That's the beauty of this Husqvarna engine is second and third gear is great and Usually, I don't use second gear that much on 450s, but I use it more on this Rockstar Edition. So, massive over-rev for this. And like I said, it's this engine characters is deceivingly fast. You feel like, mm, I don't feel like I'm going that fast to clear this jump. Dude, I over-jump it. I over-jump things coming out of corners because I have so much rear-wheel traction that I'm like, man, I can't believe... I'm going that fast, but I really am because when I ride, you know, the Rockstar Edition and then I ride the Yamaha back to back, I have to really spool up the Yamaha to get over this double. And then with the Husqvarna, it just kind of 
And I'm like, it's so quiet. It's not as loud. It hooks up. So that is a huge plus in my eyes compared to the Yamaha with this Husqvarna Rockstar Edition. No vibration from this engine. I don't feel anything coming from um, the engine to my feet, to my hands. Uh, I love that part of the Rockstar Edition. And, uh, and in the 2018 didn't really have that as well. So um, they changed that a couple years ago when they really knocked down the vibration. But Map 1 and Map 2, there is a difference. So you guys can experiment, experiment with that. I tried the traction control on a couple of occasions. I didn't go into Carlsbad type hard pack tracks to really um, utilize this TC, but it does work, so don't be scared of that. So if you guys are riding some hard pack stuff, go ahead and go to map two and then use TC if you guys still want that pull coming out of a corner, but yet added traction. So I had so much traction without the TC on that I felt like I never really needed it because that thing is so connected to the rear wheel. It's impressive, guys. So if you guys are interested in getting one of these bikes, I feel like the engine is better than the 2018. Is it a day and night difference? No. But it is marginally better. So that is a step in the right direction for Husqvarna, getting that engine power to the ground and more pulling power um, coming out of corners. So suspension, suspension and chassis go hand in hand. We explained about this on the on the first part of this podcast, but as you guys know, I'm not a huge fan of the air fork, and this AER fork is okay. It's not the best fork in the market. Obviously, Yamaha and Honda have that covered with their spring fork, but the AER is just a different feeling, and I just wanted a little bit more front end traction. I had tons of rear wheel traction. I just wanted some more front wheel traction initially coming into the corner on lean. This is where this fork lacks um, a little bit for me. But I'll just tell you some of my settings that I experienced with. I had a 10.5 bars is stock on this bike. They went down in pressure. Chassis stiffness went up. So listen to this. So what happens is when manufacturers stiffen up their chassis, most of the time, their valving and their spring rates, hence air pressure, will go down to get you guys more comfort from the added rigidity that the chassis is building or now has. So this is what Husqvarna did. They changed the valving. Um, previous 2018 version has 10.8 bars for stock. Well, this comes to 10.5 bars as a stock setting. I went up to 10.6 because I feel like both front and rear is soft for me. I'm 172 pounds. We've all know this. I've told you guys I'm all dick and ribs over here. So I'm not that heavy, but I do ride front end heavy. It's like I'm always on the front end on my bike. And I, like I said, I always want front end traction. I'm a front end steering rider. I need that. So I went a little bit stiffer, 10.6, just to have a little bit more holdup coming into corners. I still ran the stock height, 5 millimeter, up uh, the fork and the clamp. I went two stiffer on the compression, and I went one slower on the rebound. I found out this to be my best overall setting, just going slightly up in air. And as I the course of the day went on, it does change a little bit. Obviously, it's air. And... 
I don't get that much of a harsh feeling from this fork. I just don't get tons of traction or confidence when I go to lean into a corner. When I hop on the Yamaha YZ450, I feel like I have initial front end traction right away. Like I can lean in right away and it'll just tip in and follow the rut very good. The Husqvarna does that once I kind of get it laid over. And now I have traction. Where the Yamaha, I can go, eh, traction, right away. Like, I just feel like I lean, I have traction like that. Side grip. I feel like side grip on this fork is lacking just a little bit. But by no means do I feel a harsh feel on D-Cell. I'm reading some of these tests, um, these magazines been putting out. They're like, oh, it's stiff, it's harsh. Dude, it's not stiff at all. Like, I feel like they're going the wrong direction and they need to go up in pressure because maybe they're too low in the stroke and they're riding in the harsh part of the travel. So, 105 millimeters on the shock. That's my setting. I went a half turn in on high speed because the shock is so soft at the end of the stroke, um, it's just kind of empty and I'm bottoming a lot on transitions of jumps or when I land. So, I went a half a turn in on high speed. Um, three stiffer on low speed compression and one, it's up to you guys, but one or two slower on the rebound. Both ends are equally soft. It's balanced, okay? It's not like one end is is stiffer and the other end is softer. Both are equally soft. I can see why they went to this setting because the chassis, which we'll get to, is slightly more um, rigid. So they want to get you guys some of that comfort, which they did achieve but I'm just looking for more front wheel traction. I'm gonna try to get, I'm gonna try to keep this bike long enough, guys, because I know you guys hit me up on emails about spring fork. What if I put a spring fork on? What's it feel like? I really wanna keep this bike for a little while, put some cone valve on it, and see if that helps. It, it really worked for last year's KTM that I had, so I really wanna try this with this Husqvarna. But try those settings to get you guys a good baseline. I was fairly happy to, happy with that with, on most of the tracks that I went to. Like I said, off throttle comfort on the fork is fine for me. Like I have no problems coming to braking bumps off throttle. Everything that I felt that was a negative for me was on throttle traction. So like when I'm on throttle, I'm trying to picture this for you guys on throttle rolling into a corner and I'm trying to get on the gas where the front end's just kind of light, you know, because your rear end's squatting because you're on the throttle. I want a more planted feel from the front end just from that fork. That's the only negative I really had. I just feel like it was always light in the front end. Like I didn't really have the knobbies just digging into the ground. Unlike on other bikes, I feel like I really have a good amount of knobby planted in the dirt where I can really turn and lean and have that front end positivity that I want. I just feel like the AER fork is just up from that and I'm just slightly touching the dirt with that front end and I just want a more positive feeling. So I'm going to, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start hunting around looking for some more front wheel traction with more settings. So if I do find that, I will do like an emergency podcast for all you guys out there that want that and let you guys know future settings that, hey, I got some more front-end traction and this is what we're going to do. But 
Fairly good job on the suspension by Husky. I just want a little bit more front end traction. By no means is it harsh. That harsh feeling of air fork is gone from this bike. And to me, that's that's a huge, huge positive because air forks usually scare me away from bikes. This is not really scaring me away. I just want some more front end traction. So, and suspension. So, if you guys are doing this, make sure you check your air pressure and your fork every morning, okay? Um, I know some guys that have, oh, I check it every other ride. Dude, I check mine. Like, I'll, let's say if I'm going riding tomorrow, I'll check my fork tonight. I'll add the air in tonight. And then when I get to the track, I'll just check it to see where it's at. Most of the time, if it's cold, it goes down 0.1 or 2 bars. So just know that you're going to have to check it, you know, every every time you ride. So, And if you guys are looking for a good fork pump, WP makes a good fork pump. Go to Works Connection. They have a no-loss adapter that you can stick on that WP, which is like an extension, but it's a no-loss air. So um, head over to Works Connection. That's what I use, a WP pump with that Works Connection adapter, no-loss adapter, and it works bitchin'. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com right now. It's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a rutted racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget, you know what's coming after rutted racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, Everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim 1 party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order 12, get 10 for free. Later. Now, chassis feeling. This is where I feel the most has changed and the and the most noticeable difference there is between the 2018 bike and this Rockstar Edition bike. When I hop on it, I can feel a stiffer chassis. That being said, I've been complaining about front wheel traction and a little bit from the fork, but like I said, off throttle is so much better than the 2018 version. Why? Because now I get a little bit of a stiffer feel from underneath me, from the pivot bolt, and 
it's just a lot more positive from that pivot bolt back. I don't get a, a squatting and then release where it kind of bucks me. Now it just kind of stick, sits in the back, planted feel, and it never kicks. It never wants to pitch me forward. And I'm always getting a good sensation from that pivot bolt back or to the rear wheel. That's where the last year's bike was lacking off-throttle things like off-throttle um, huge soft braking bumps or off-throttle hard pack just nasty choppiness like when you're just wah and then litting off right away there's no unloading and springing now it's just kind of you lit off ah off-throttle and now it just sticks huge improvement there I really totally agree with this new chassis chains I like that and to me, cornering precision is better as well. Last year's bike wasn't a bad cornering bike, but this year I feel like I can lean this sucker into a rut. Once into the rut, right? I'm going to complain about front-wheel traction, but once I get it leaned, I can start my lean sooner than last year's bike. Last year's bike, the front end was vague, 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 and then I could start my lean. Now it's like, okay, feel that front end. I got it. Now I can just start to lean, 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 and get on the gas sooner because that chassis feels so light. I can just change direction super easy. Um, the bike feels, like I said, more planted. And last year's bike, I didn't have that sensation. I was always worried about things like, oh, man, I got to come out of this corner with some square edge and it's going to unload and release and... I didn't really like that feeling, and this year, I just get a better planted chassis, very, very posit positive from that pivot bolt back, like I said. So, if you guys are going to notice anything between the two bikes from the 18 and this Rockstar Edition, the chassis is where it's at. I, I agree with the chassis changes. I'm glad they went that way. Obviously, the factory guys were complaining about it as well, and this is the reason why they did it. I heard some of the guys, uh, the factory guys, were kind of like, when they first got on this bike, they weren't like, they're like, whoa, it's so different feeling, and they had to get used to it. So to me, I was looking for those changes, and I knew they were coming, um, obviously from reading all the material. And first day, I could tell right away how this is a better improvement for the chassis. So... Um, I agree with that. Like I said, the cornering character of this bike is slightly better, if you could get better. Um, people are like, oh, is it better than a Honda? Ah, it's, that's a tough question because it just the character of the cornering, the cornering character of the Honda and this bike is just different. Like the Honda feels, has a light sensa sensation in the corner, but change of directions, like if you want to make a quick change, like, oh, the berm's blowing out, boom, I got to cut down. The Honda is not as reactive as the Husqvarna. So I feel the steel frame is better in that sense where I can just like cut down sooner and react easier with this lightweight feeling bike versus the Honda. The Honda corners well and has lots of front end traction, but ease of direction change is not as good as this Husqvarna. So... As you guys can see, I'm starting to become a fan of this bike. So I might be wearing a Rockstar hat and putting some black socks on and just going down to the 951 in Corona and hanging out. <laughs> nope, just kidding. I'm just a high desert rat that likes to ride dirt bikes that appreciates what Husqvarna is doing. And 
I appreciate when I ride a good bike. People are like, oh, you jump on bad wagons and shit. No. Dude, I don't care what color it is. If it's good, I'm in. I love riding it. And I've been having a great time riding this Husqvarna. So going back to the chassis, rigidity is up. Precision is better. Cornering is better. Straight line stability is better off throttle. Braking bumps on throttle. I need some more front wheel traction. We've explained this 17 times, but I'm reiterating it so you Husqvarna guys out there can listen. For those of you engineers that work for Husqvarna, give me a little bit more front end traction, just a tiny bit, and you, I mean, <laughs> you guys got a great bike, so just a tiny bit more front end traction. Or, if you guys are having a Rockstar edition, how about just putting a cone valve on that sucker? Let's really make this thing expensive, right? Because it's what, 10600 bucks or something, MSRP? Let's really crank this sucker up and get some cone valves and some track stuff on here. Hello, 13G. Nah, we don't want to do that. But I'm going to try some cone valve stuff. Okay, a little extras here for you that I've experienced with. This is almost like a living with pod because I, I got so much information from you for you guys. Um, I told you about the throttle cam, so don't be scared to try that black throttle cam if you want some more oomph, you want some more pulling power out of the corner. I went back to the stock throttle cam. Like I said, most of the stuff out here is hard pack, so only thing you're going to notice is your that pull, that throttle pull is a little bit longer than Japanese bikes, but that's something you get used to really, really easy, so it's not a big deal. I just was trying throttle cams for simple of a power delivery, so if you're looking for a cheap way to change your power delivery, throttle cam. No one else is telling you that, but I am. Kiefer Inc. is telling you that. Okay, gearing. Stock is 1348. I tried another Rockstar Edition with a 1452. Two things here. It helps the second to third gear spacing. Not like it needed it. I didn't have a problem with it. But I felt like second gear was a little bit more snappy, a little bit more responsive, and pulled just as far. And then when I shifted to third, there wasn't as much what I call dead area or laziness. So it wasn't like, wow. It was more, wow. I'm using two-stroke sounds, I know, but I'm trying to explain this to you guys. So when going to this 1452 gearing, that helps transmission spacing between second and third gears and gets you some more liveliness out of third gear, which I love, and also settles down the shock coming out of corners. I get a little bit better of a squat and even more traction with this 1452 gearing. It doesn't bind up the rear end as much going to this gearing. Um, so if you guys out there are getting, or even if you have a 2018 version, Try a 1452 gearing, and you will like it much better than the stock 1348 or even going to a 1349. I know maybe, I think some magazines have tried this and did like it. Um, I don't know who's tried this. I think, if anybody, Jody and those guys would try this because they're pretty uh, hard on, on gearing changes and things like that. But I do approve of the 1452 gearing, so you guys can try that. Um, obviously, you will have to get a new chain and you know adapt to the gearing size. You're going to have a big sprocket, so um, look into that. Also, the new Rockstar Edition has a new handlebar bend. It's flatter. It's lower. It's also a little bit wider. I wasn't too hard on it. Like I was like, eh, it's okay. I got used to it. 
but I'm so used to a Pro Taper SX race bend. I went to that, and I wasn't like stoked on that either. Like I wasn't like, ah oh, man, that's just a better all around bar. The Pro Taper stock bar is a great bar that comes stock on it. I just wasn't a fan of the length of it. I feel like it was a little bit wider, which it is. It's a half inch wider than your standard SX Race Evo bar. So I put an Evo bar SX Race band on it. I'm leaving that on there for a little while to try. It's okay. For those of you guys wanting a little bit of a, a narrower bend, go to that SX Race and, um, and try that. But um, I think... I've always experienced with these Huskies and these KTMs, a lower bar is much better than a higher bar. And I think that's why Husqvarna went to an even a lower bend because you're kind of, you sit on top of the bike on a Husqvarna most of the time and you want that low feeling bar to corner better. So you guys are, uh, you got some bothersome, you know, feelings from the handlebar. You can go to a SX race, which is a slightly higher and still a flatter, flat bend, but just a slightly higher rise. And uh, you might, you guys might like that. I'm almost six foot, so it does help me going to this SX race when I stand up in corners. The stock bar is a little low when I stand up. Fine when I'm sitting, but when I stand, I feel like I'm reaching down a little bit too much. So um, that's what the handlebar situation. I tried a solid mount on another bike instead of the rubber mounts. Uh, they were good in corners, but when the track got dried out and rough, I liked the rubber mounting better. So... If you guys don't have a problem with that, but that's just something I tried. The seat on this sucker is so good. Like, very, very grippy. Very, very uh, tacky. But also very, very hard on my ass. Holy shit. Like, I wear the asterisk, you know, zero-G pants underneath my, my riding pants. Or I wear, like, a, a bicycle short with a chamois and then my knee braces. But I'm telling you what, if you're riding all day, dude, do not manscape. Don't even think about manscaping before you go riding because this sea will eat your ass up. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. The firmness, everything is great, but it is aggressive. And it will keep you in place, but it also will tear your butt hairs right out of your, your butt too. So stand by for that. So for those of you guys out riding this sucker... Go get some bag balm in your gear bag and spackle your butt up because uh, it's going to chafe your ass a little bit. So <laughs> that's my that's my two cents about the seat. Check your guys' spokes, um, especially when they're new. Obviously, you guys know that. Um, when you first ride it, it'll seat. They'll loosen up, so check them. But also always check the spokes after each ride because these wheels like to loosen up, especially by the rim lock. A um, few spokes near the rim lock will loosen up. Your wheels out of true or your spokes will fall out and you're screwed. So check your spokes. Go to Fast Company. Get the Torque, the torque spoke wrench. So bitchin'. I'm, a, I'm totally lame when it comes to mechanics. This is foolproof. It's set. It's a torque wrench. Put your end of the nipple on. Boom. It's all click. You can't, you can't mess with it, guys. It's foolproof. Fast Company. Torque. Spoke wrench is badass. That's what I use. Check your spokes. One little thing that I disliked, maybe because I got little girly arms, I can't get the damn gas cap off when it's cold, dude. It's like welded on. So get a little WD or whatever in those plastic threads, wipe it down in there, and then put the gas cap on. Much easier to take on and off. I'm telling you what, it took me five minutes to take this son of a bitch off at the track. Like I said, it's been cold, 
but it, you can't really grip the gas cap. There's nothing really to grip onto, and it's it's a tough situation. I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, maybe I am a big pussy, but it was tough for me to put um, take off. I haven't had any problems taking off gas caps with any other bikes besides this one. So just watch out for that. Um, that's uh, Don't tighten the crap out of this cap because you'll be sitting there for 25 minutes while your buddies are on the track <laughs> laughing at you because you can't get your gas cap off. Don't be the guy with the channel locks out there in the pits trying to get your gas cap off. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's basically... The Rockstar Edition, guys. I'm having a blast on this thing. Hopefully, I get to keep it for a few more weeks. So I'm going to put some more time on it and get back to you. I'll write another article for keyforinktesting.com. But it's been a great bike. I'm having a ball on it. Oh, let me get let me get a few comparisons here before I leave. I told you, I've guys been riding the Yamaha and the Husqvarna. So I've been going to these tracks with both bikes, and I've been doing lap times against each other at the same time so the track is the same my buddy that I usually take with me you know says hey what do you think you're faster on of course I feel great on a Yamaha I'm confident it does what I want it to do I'm like hey I think I'm faster on the Yamaha he's like hmm okay well here's the times well I was damn near a second faster a lap on this Husqvarna you know Two o'clock in the afternoon, not smooth, not balls rough, but pretty rough, choppy, and I couldn't believe it. I, I go, man, I feel like I'm not even riding that hard, and I feel like, you know, my riding's not that clean on this Husqvarna, but it's just so easy to ride, and I think my corner speed is so much better on this Husqvarna because I can get on the gas sooner. I think that's where I'm making up time. So I really couldn't believe how much faster. I know you guys are thinking, ah, eight tenths, big deal. But for those of you guys that worried about lap times and how easy it is to ride a dirt bike, this goes to show you that this Husqvarna is easy to ride. You may not think you're going faster, but I was. So for those of you guys up my ass about lip pros and all this stuff, well, I did a Garmin GPS laps. I didn't have a, a lip pro. I just did this off of a watch, and facts are facts. There it is. I was faster on the Husqvarna. Things I like better than the Yamaha um, on the Husqvarna. Engine delivery, as far as smoothness and power coming out of corners. Yes, I want some more RPM response, which the Yamaha has, but I also don't want to trade it for connectivity to the rear wheel. The Yamaha's little spools up quicker. I think it revs up faster. It has more RPM, RPM response, but... It also will step out and has less rear wheel traction than the Husqvarna. So I like the Husqvarna's seamless power. I like Husqvarna's note, exhaust note, and not as loud. I do like the Yamaha's fork better, obviously. I love the Husqvarna's lightweight feel versus the Yamaha. Once I ride the Husqvarna for a couple hours and I get back on the Yamaha, that's when I really notice how big the Yamaha feels. If I ride the Yamaha all the time, I don't feel it as much, right? I ride the Husqvarna, and I'm like, holy crap. Narrow, light feeling, so I like that a lot. I do obviously like the Yamaha's handlebar band better than the stock um, Husqvarna. Uh, trying to think, ch uh, chassis-wise, 
straight line stability, Yamaha's pretty damn good. I would say on throttle, straight line delivery is better than the Husqvarna. Off throttle, I would say is as good. They're both even. Cornering, Husqvarna has the Yamaha covered. Even with the even with the lightweight feeling front end on the Husqvarna, where I feel like I don't have that much traction on lean in, I still would take the Husqvarna over the Yamaha just for the simple fact that I can lean my corners in really well and I have enough front wheel traction once in the rut that I can really gas it and get in the corner and out. But the Yamaha takes a little bit more to set up to get in the corner, which I don't mind when I ride it a lot, but then I notice how quick and reactive it the Husqvarna is compared to the Yamaha, which I do like when the track gets blown out and rough, or if there's nothing to bank off of, I can still kind of get around with the Husqvarna because it's so lightweight feel compared to the Yamaha. So... Those are the things that I took away from the Yamaha Husqvarna comparison. I know for you guys out there that follow this podcast and know me how much I like the Yamaha, so this goes without saying that the Husqvarna is pretty damn good, right? So is it? that's the next question. Is it worth $10,000? I don't know, guys. Like, that's a lot of money. But if you're going to buy a new bike... I mean, you're spending nine ninety two hundred bucks on a on a Japanese bike anyway. What's an extra grand? You got a hydraulic clutch. You got some Brembo brakes that kick ass. You can't beat these Brembo brakes. And you guys are worried about reliability. You know, I I think all that's out the door now. I think Husqvarna, KTM, they got great reliable bikes. Um, easy access air filter. I think that's bitching. All these things. You know, like you got TC Map One, Map Two. You know, there's a lot of great things about this bike that makes me want to purchase it. I mean, I even asked for a damn KTM for Christmas. I didn't get it. I got a Honda Grom, but I didn't get, you know, a Husqvarna Rockstar Edition or a KTM Factory Edition. But I would want one. I might might go get one still. I might purchase one myself. So, Husqvarna, if you're listening, kick me down a deal. I want one of these suckers. So, anyway, you guys go out there and look. Look at this bike closely. If you see me at the track, hit me up. Let's talk about it. I'm there for you guys. I see you guys at the track. We rap about this stuff a lot, so don't be shy to come over and talk to me if you got some questions. If you don't want to talk to me at the track or if you don't see me at the track, hit me up. Always email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go buy a sweatshirt. Buy a T-shirt. They're available. Mrs. Kiefer, you want to get some swag, some Kiefer Inc. swag, hit up heather at keferinktesting.com. And she'll help you out. Keep it business, guys. Keep it business. Settle down. And uh, thanks for listening to these suckers. Look for uh, more in 2018. We're heading in the new year. We're going to have some bigger and better things. we got some off-road stuff coming up for all you off-road goons out there. And also more moto goon stuff, too. So for all of us moto goons out there. But thanks to Husqvarna for getting this bike to me. And also thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks for all the feedback. I appreciate it. Look for uh, for more of this stuff coming to keferinktesting.com. And, uh, yeah, so if you guys have any other questions, hit me up. If not, be good to each other. Happy New Year. And see you on the flip.